Is there a path forward for women in sports promo? You're a voice actor. You're an entrepreneur. You're a VOpreneur. Welcome to the Everyday VOpreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. One of the best marketing tools that you can have on your voiceover website is testimonials. But it's one of the things that a lot of voice actors forget. I have put together a brand new free resource, the VOpreneur Guide to Testimonials. With this guide, you're gonna get a dozen different tips for collecting and using testimonials in your marketing, and it's absolutely free. Download your copy now at vopreneur.com forward slash testimonials. That's vopreneur.com forward slash testimonials. The Vopreneur Podcast. Hey, it doesn't suck. Not as funny as Conan. Not as cute as Seth Meyers. Not as smart as Colbert. But he's one of us, and that counts for something. Here's Mark Scott, the original everyday VOpreneur. It's hard to believe, but in 2024, there are still genres of voiceover that don't seem to be accessible to everyone. And one of those areas is the world of sports, and specifically sports promo. Women just aren't getting the opportunities. But one woman is making it her personal mission to make it happen. She's already smashed one glass ceiling when she became the national voice of John Deere, and now she's ready to break another one. Welcome back to the show, Christy Harst. Thank you so much. That was a great intro. Thank you. So I had to go back through my records. We did an episode together in November of 2021. We were talking about guerrilla marketing and all of these different things that you were attempting to do to try to get on the radar of professional sports teams in Cleveland. Has there been any progress? So the farthest I got was I was able to get my Browns video that I created to the Browns, but I never heard anything. Like I, I, I didn't even hear a no thank you because I would have celebrated that. I also was able to get the Guardians video that I created to AP. AP included me in an article about the name change uh, from Indians to Guardians. Right. Okay. My video did get to who it needed to get to. Uh, at the Guardians, they basically said, yeah, it's great, but thanks, no thanks. So at least I had an answer there, right? Like, At, at least, least you got, yeah, you got in the door. That's, that's further than you had been able to get up to that point. Yes. So uh, at this point, getting a no is like a celebration because yep. at least it's someone acknowledging that I sent yep. them something or I've been trying to get their attention. Okay. So it's been a couple of years. You, you've, you've been persistent. You've been consistent. You're starting to at least get in the door with some of these places. Like they know, you know, somebody knows your name at this point right now. So, so we'll call that progress. But I know recently you did a promo workshop with an agent from a highly reputable, highly respected U.S. based agency. And you asked directly about the chances of a female working in sports promo. So tell us how that went. yes let's dig into it this particular agent basically said listen there are opportunities for women in male-dominated sports however to put it into perspective they have they they were at zero and now they're at one so we really haven't moved the needle a whole lot is what you're saying not a ton not a ton so i left that workshop Frustrated, mm-hmm. deflated. Yeah, fair. 
and wondering what exactly the point has been for the last three years that I've been chasing this down. I basically concluded that I've been trying down, I've been trying to knock down a door that literally doesn't exist. The door doesn't exist for me to knock on, leave a note on, <laughs> nothing. And so the next morning, which was February 9th, I basically said, I have two choices. I can either say, forget it mm-hmm. and put all of my energies into commercial lanes, uh, narration and, you know, e-learning, all that other stuff. Or I can say, forget this. <laughs> now I'm so ticked off. I'm just going to go get a sports promo in a male dominated industry on my own. Just to prove that just to prove that I can. And that's, that is the Christie that I, that I know and love <laughs> the, the, the Christie that's like, screw you telling me I can't do this. I'm going to, I'm going to do it anyway. I know you well enough to know your, how do we put this? I know your level of spunk and sass. <laughs> uh, so, so I know that you, you, you would not just sit down and, and take the no. So this has been an ongoing thing for you for a while now to get there, but yeah. it really feels like now it's become a mission, right? For the last three years, you've been pursuing the opportunity because this is Christie's passion and I just want to have the opportunity to do this and I would love to be able to do it for one of my sports teams. And, and everybody's got, we've all got those dream clients that we go after that we pursue because we just would really love to have that credit or that name or that brand association or whatever. So I feel like that's the way it's been for the last few years. But now it feels like it's become a mission. Now it's become something bigger. Is that is that fair to say? Yes, because when that agent shared with me just how difficult it is, it made me realize that we need to band together and build a door. We have to build the door. Right. Because there are women in our industry not only in voiceover, but in on-camera and behind the camera, behind the mic, the producers who are trying to create opportunities for women in male-dominated genres. But when those opportunities that they've you know, planned and worked out get to the higher-ups, which are typically men, the men say, yeah, no, we're going to have a male do it. We're going to have a male be the voice. We're going to have the male be on camera. No. And they get denied. And so women are trying. They are trying to create these opportunities. But what I'm realizing is I can't continue to try and go after these opportunities if there's nowhere to knock, nowhere to kick down, nowhere. So we've got to build it on our own. Okay. So that is the mission. Then the the mission is now to, to build the door. I have to say, I was actually really surprised. This is going to sound like a, probably a stupid man thing to say, but and and I don't watch sports, so then there's that too. But I was actually surprised at the percentages of women watching sports. I just didn't, I didn't think that it was that, uh, you know, you don't, I guess that's part of how it's portrayed in the industry, right? Is that it's a, just a guy thing, right? Now, and again, I don't watch sports, really, so I don't know. I mean, yeah, I'm a Red Sox fan, but I'm not like, you know, I didn't watch the Super Bowl. I, I don't care. I just like, I don't, you know, I, I, I used to be an NASCAR fan, and then I stopped caring, and I, I, I just had no idea we're basically 50-50. Like really, when you look at the numbers, it's basically 50-50 split. And that's across the board. Uh, it seems like anyway, across the board on all 
major sports. We're talking football. We're talking baseball. We're talking all, all those sports. And then you also shared a statistic about the, the rise of female sports, specifically female sports, and the amount of coverage that they're getting. And then it really blows my mind that I'm like, how, how is somebody in charge <laughs> not putting the pieces of the puzzle together? Like, honestly, like, I feel like this is not rocket science. Like, wow, we've got females doing female sports that are incredible, going through this incredible growth phase. Maybe we should have a female involved with female sports, but no, apparently nobody has put the pieces of the puzzle together for that, which, which absolutely blows my mind. So talk to me about building the door. What, it, what, sure. it, what is this? What are we doing? So on February 9th, which was the day after the promo workshop, I decided that I can't do this alone. And like every other woman in any position to try and make a difference, the best idea is to combine forces with other women. So I am launching a campaign for Women's History Month on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and TikTok. Okay. And I have joined forces with 15 or 16 other women who have amazing voices that can absolutely book, book, book in male-dominated uh, advertising. Absolutely, 100%. And there's no reason they shouldn't be. And what we are doing is we are taking male-dominated scripts that currently exist today. You can find them on iSpot. Okay. And they are going to do the script. And so I'm going to be posting these videos of women doing everything from Bobcat construction equipment, whiskey brands, NFL, MLB, the Cowboy Channel, Everything you can possibly imagine. Right on. I love it. To show that women have a place in this industry, in this genre. And if you think about it, brands would be smart to include women. I'm not saying 100% the whole time they should be voicing NFL promos, right? But throwing them in the mix. Yeah. Because of what you mentioned before, which is that between 40 and 50% of all fan bases for NFL, NBA, MLB, and NFL, I mean, uh, NHL, are women. What you're, you're missing something. You're missing something. Women control, women statistically control household uh, purchases. They're the ones that make decisions on what sports camps their kids go to, what yep. swag their kids buy, how many times a year they go and buy tickets to a professional game. And yet we're they're missing out on this opportunity to increase their bottom line by simply utilizing more female voices. Women want to hear and see women voicing and promoting brands that they invest their money in. I think the thing that is blowing my mind about this the most, coming from a marketing standpoint and, and realizing how data-driven every decision is that gets made in the marketing and advertising space particularly at that level. So I'm not just talking at the network television level that, you know, the, the channels that are carrying these programs and making the decisions, but also the brands of the NFL, the NBA, MLB, et cetera. Everything is so completely data-driven. Decisions are often made based off of the data, not always off of instinct or past experience or whatever. It's data, 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 data. And the data is screaming something 
and has been screaming something for years now. And I just don't understand how somebody, I just don't understand how somebody hasn't picked it up yet. I just, I can't, I know I keep saying the same thing, but I'm like, how, how is this possible? Okay. So you, you've come up with this, this crew of women, you're going to create these spots. When are they going to start rolling out? When are we going to be able to start seeing the videos? So the kickoff video or commercial, if you will, kickoff reel is going to be posted March 2nd through the 3rd on all of those platforms that I mentioned before. Okay. Just introducing this concept of what you're going to see over the course of the next month. And then our first vignette of a woman voicing a male-dominated script will happen on the first Monday of March. Monday the 4th. Yeah. So it'll start on the 4th. Okay. And um, the goal is at the end of every little reel that shows these women reading the spot is an encouragement to tag the brand. Okay. So for example, I'm doing a reel and my promo is the UFC. Okay. So at the end of my promo, it encourages people to tag UFC because here's what we want to happen with this campaign. We want so many tags to be happening in each one of these women's videos that the brand, the social media manager, is forced to say, hey, something's going on here. Why are we getting tagged all the time? Make on them all take notice. Platforms? Yeah. What's going on? And if we can move the needle in just that way, just to get a brand's attention, that to me is success. If one of these women, just one of them, has a brand reach out to them or gets an audition or gets some sort of communication from a brand, that to me is a win. So we're talking, and to be clear, we're talking tagging the actual brand's account. We're not talking hashtag here. Although I'm curious, is there a hashtag that you're going to associate with this? Did you did you think about that? Is So the campaign is called Building Doors. Okay. And I thought about doing hashtag Building Doors, but then someone pointed out, well, then you're just going to be in this niche of people who like to build doors by hand. <laughs> Do you really, is there, is there really a niche for that on social media? I mean, I suppose there's probably a niche for everything, but. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I may be doing hashtag um, build the door or building doors or build the door for women. Um, but other than that, I'm going to be doing a lot of voiceover, women in voiceover, promo. Um, and if it's an NFL spot, doing a lot of NFL hashtagging, so on and so forth. But we really, really, really want to get these brands to raise an eyebrow and really open their eyes and say, hmm, yeah, this really does work. Why don't we do this? As we talk about the genre of sports promo and try to determine a path forward for women to find their place finally in sports promo, I keep thinking about who are the decision makers? Who are the people that we need to get connected with? Who are the people that will ultimately help to build that door? And I think that's a really good job for LinkedIn. You could absolutely use LinkedIn and do some strategic searches to find the right people, make the right connections, and hopefully start some conversations. If you would like to learn how to use LinkedIn for marketing your voiceover business and doing it in a more effective way, make sure you check out Making Money with LinkedIn. This is my new fully updated masterclass, totally redone for 2024 with all the current information that is going to teach you exactly what I said 
how to make money with LinkedIn for your voiceover business. Get the details on the course and sign up. You get instant access to start viewing right away. Go to vopreneur.com, click on store, and look for making money with LinkedIn. vopreneur.com, click on store, and look for making money with LinkedIn. Now, back to our show. So you said you've got a dozen plus women that are joining you on this campaign. Everybody's going to do their video in, in their specific space. You're doing this UFC one. Will you, the UFC video that you voice will go on your social media channel or will all of the women involved be sharing all of the videos that are involved? So what's great is that all of the women combined have a reach of over 90K across all of the social okay. media networks. So uh, posts will be posted from my account on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and uh, TikTok. They'll be all coming from my account. Each woman can share their posts on their networks. Uh, they can, they'll have the original. They can post an original post for their individual videos if they'd like. Uh, but again, our goal is to spread this out as far and as wide as possible. So everybody knows that comments and engagement are what drive the algorithms on any of these social media platforms. If you want to get more reach without having to pay for it, you've got to get comments. You've got to get engagement. So I think it's really important for people to understand, particularly if you're a, a female voice actor that's listening to this episode right now, although I think for any male voice actor that wants to show their support, that makes sense too. But if you go and you comment on this video when, when Christy shares the video, comment on all of these videos when, when Christy shares the video, the objective here is, is not let's get Christy a, a UFC promo. The objective here is let's make a shift so that Everybody that's represented by an agent is going to start to see because UFC is going to start recognizing, okay, maybe we do need to invite women to audition for some of these opportunities. And so it's not it, just seeing the bigger picture here as you're, as you're sharing all of these videos, it's not just, oh, well, why would I want to comment and help Christy get a job? No, what you're, what you're doing is you're, what you're attempting to do is create a shift in the industry that means that everybody gets access to these types of opportunities because the sports promos are not just going to go to the male voice actors or those, you know, what do we, I don't want to say guy brands, but you know, those brands yeah. that are typically associated, right? Like, I mean, you've already done it with John Deere. I, I think you already did it with John Deere. That is not a brand that a lot of people probably would have thought would ever have a, a woman doing it. But I feel like that probably started to open the door so that some of these other brands that would traditionally be voiced by a guy, maybe those advertising agencies or maybe those marketing directors at those companies are thinking, well, let's let's let the women audition and see see what we see. So that's the goal here, though. That is the end goal: is let's just get access. Give us give us a shot to at least audition. Is that is that fair to say? Is that what you're trying to do? It, listen, if we can all collectively start to pull the materials, if you will, to build this door so that a year from now, two years from now, a bunch of auditions go out from male dominated brands, specifically asking for women. That's a win. It's a huge win. And right now, as I said before, the, the way it was described to me was opportunities were at zero. They're now at one. We need that opportunity for women who want to voice sports, NFL, MLB, whatever it may be, or even male dominated brands like whiskey, like construction, yeah. like agricultural, 
we need those opportunities. We need 30, 40, 50 opportunities, just like every, well, just like men get, right? Yep. Why, why, why can't it be that way? It's, I think, particularly mind-blowing to me in this time of DEI that we live in. Every company has somebody, they've got DEI departments now, people that are entirely in charge of all of this diversity, equity, and inclusion. And yet we're still finding a genre of voiceover, a huge genre of voiceover that is completely underrepresented. And that's like, how? How in 2024? How? How when we have all these people who are supposed to be in charge of all of these departments that are supposed to be resolving all of these issues, how do we still find ourselves there in 2024? So I, I love, I mean, there's only so much at, at the talent level, there's only so much that we can do. And so I love, I think my favorite part about this is that you've decided to actually do something. And that's not just go on social media and whine and gripe and complain about it, because that is instinctively what a lot of people do when, you know, when they don't get their way, they pick up their toys and they storm out of the sandbox. You've decided to actually do something productive here. You've decided to take this and turn it into a productive campaign. I love that you've been able to bring other people on board with it as well, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to be able to tell this story, because my hope is that everybody listening to this is going to be keeping an eye out. So you said March 4th, the first video goes? Mar March 4th, the first uh, video of a woman reading a male-dominated script okay. goes out. Uh, March 1st is when the kickoff commercial uh, starts. And it's funny, in my research for the kickoff commercial, I wanted to show literal examples of how there are brands that are voiced by men uh, that can easily be voiced by women. And what I found, what I found, and you'll see this in the kickoff commercial, last year in 2023, the NCAA Division I Women's Volleyball Tournament promo was voiced by a man. So not only do I think that male-dominated sports could include women voicing in their advertisements, you know, spice it up a little, switch it up. Yep. But also women's sports. Why was the NCAA Division I women's volleyball tournament promo voiced by a man? It's a good question. It's a it good, doesn't make We need to find out who was responsible sense. for that and maybe we could ask them that question. <laughs> Is there a, a rational, logical answer for for why that is the case? I'd be I'd be very curious to know the answer to that. But so all the videos are going to go on your social media channel. So we'll include links to your your social media. You said you're going to share the videos across Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Why not YouTube? Um. I hadn't really thought about it. I mean, I guess I could. It's I mean, not you're already creating the but, videos. Yeah, why not? I can put them on my YouTube page. Sure. Okay. So we'll, I'll make sure that we link to all of those in the show notes so that you can go and find these videos. So we want people to leave that comment, tag that brand, particularly, I would say, if you're a female voice actor, although any of us really, but repost it or reshare it or retweet it or, you know, whatever the lingo is based on the platform that you're on, but do that thing that amplifies the message even further, because in the end, this creates a winning scenario for everyone. If the, if the mission is accomplished in, in the way that we hope the mission is accomplished. So 
What I'm really curious about, though, because this is not new for you. We talked about how we did this first interview in 2021 when when you were really working then at trying to get on the radar of the of the Cleveland teams being from Cleveland. What is the underlying driver for this? Because I suspect that it has more to do than just I just want to be on a sports promo. What what where's what is the root of this? What is Christie's story that what what's at the root of this? <laughs> Um, well, first of all, I'd like to echo your sentiment from the beginning of your comment, which, which is like, tag, and share, like, tag, and share, uh-huh. like, tag, and share. We'll turn that into a promo reel as well. <laughs> please do. Please do. Put a hip hop beat, do it. Um, and then I think the underlying story for me is that I am a former college athlete. Okay. I have children who are, uh, who keep my Saturdays from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. all sports. Um, specifically, I have an 11 year old daughter who plays in male dominated sports. She is, she is quite the golfer or has become quite the golfer, quite the little video star in her own right as well. Although I don't <laughs> see as many of those fun videos popping up anymore. She's probably too busy trying to dominate golf, but, uh, okay. Oh, no, she, she makes them. I just don't share them, but you know, she, <laughs> she has been the only girl on many, many, a boys football team and yeah. baseball team. Okay. And so I see firsthand the need for more female representation in these kinds of sports yeah. to have more examples for little girls and their moms and just in general fans of sports that are female fans for more women to be represented. I, I can't believe that it's 2024 and my daughter is the only girl on an all girls, on an all boys football team. I can't believe, you know, she's the only girl in her PGA junior golf all-star team. Like what, what, it, it, here's another stat that I just realized because my daughter's involved in golf. Did you know that between 63 and 73%, I think, and don't quote me on that, but somewhere around that range of scholarship dollars for female golf for college are left on the table every year. Cause there's nobody to, nobody there's to give no them to. There's no one to give it to. Wow. There's no girls to give it to in golf. Like what? This is, it's 2024. Yeah. Right. And I just think it's super important that I, I have an opportunity here. This is how I've decided to look at it. After being angry and frustrated and all this other stuff, I have an opportunity to try and do something for not only women today, but women behind me in our industry and in potentially other industries as well. There's no reason that when my daughter has a daughter and is watching her favorite football team that a woman isn't voicing a promo for it. There's no reason. I think that's the, that's what excites me about this. The most is that I really do see an opportunity for an entire shift in the industry as a whole. And so that's why it's really important to me that people understand that this is not, yeah, Christy wants a job. Of course she does. We all want jobs, but that's not what this is about. This is about, this is about shifting. This is about yes. literally shifting an entire segment of the voiceover industry that 
it just blows my mind that it hasn't been shifted before. Like what I want to see is next year at VO Atlanta, there's an X session for women in sports promo because it's a thing now. And agents are getting those auditions coming across their desk. And now like your daughter in golf, like we need, we need more women in golf. Well, okay. I'm as an agent, I'm starting to see these opportunities coming across on my roster. I need more women that are capable of delivering this stuff. And and then we know we moved the needle, right? Then, you know, you built your door. Like that's, yes, and, that's the stuff yeah. that I'm looking for. Yeah. That would be great if we started to see some shifts in our industry, right? And, and started to showcase this a little bit more and having something at VO Atlanta would be absolutely amazing. But we need to get to the point where the opportunities are there. And this is where, this is where it starts. This is step one of however many to get to the point where we're getting the door built. So I'm curious is there anything else that you're looking for from the industry other than the like, comment, and share? How do, what if there's somebody, there's a, there's a woman that's listening to this episode right now who's like, dang, I want to, I want in on that. I want a piece of that sports pie. I, I, I want to be a part of the, you know, shift in the needle here. What, are there other, other things that we can do? Are there other ways that you're looking for support or, you know, make your own video, make your own promo, tag your own brand, or what, what do you, what suggestions do you have or do you? Hmm. Well, I would say if you're a woman listening to this and you want to do more male dominated genre stuff like sports, agriculture, whatever it may be, you really need to create something that showcases your ability to do so. So for example, I have a network promo and I have a sports promo. So I have those that I can easily send off to say, this is what I can do, right? So you need to have examples so you can show. And then I would encourage you to promote yourself doing this. You know, one of the suggestions that was given to me uh, in the past three years is to really make sure my brand speaks to what I'm trying to do. Right. If you go to my Instagram channel, Instagram, did I just say channel? That's not what I meant to say. If you go to my Instagram, <laughs> uh, you'll see that it's all sports. Yep. It is every post I make is about females in sports, sports in general, my favorite teams, uh, girls in sports. You'll see that it's all that. So if a potential client who wanted to hire me wanted to see if I was about it, about it, they would go and see that. Yes. Very clear message. Yeah. It's a very clear message. Like this yep. is what I'm about. This is what I do. Right. So I think that's important, too, is that you get your materials ready to showcase your work, that you show that this is what you're about. And yes, constantly figure out like two or three, even five brands that you really want to voice for and go after it. I'm not giving up on the Browns. I'm not giving up on the Guardians. I'm going to continue to tag them. I'm going to continue to send emails. I'm going to continue <laughs> to do whatever I can to get their attention. And I'm not stopping with the month of March. Like, yes, March is Women's History Month. Yes, less than 20 some days ago, I was. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a really good opportunity to run this collective campaign, though, right? right? Where everybody right. can get behind one campaign at one time and try to amplify that message even further. So I totally understand that. It's actually rather serendipitous timing considering 
how this is all lined up that that gave you the in the you know women's history month gives you the end to okay i'm gonna take advantage of this time to go after this message and really amplify this message so i get that yeah and i think what i'm gonna do is you know april is historically opening day for the mlb i may do all of april with nothing but mlb right. uh, promo from women partner with additional women and do that you know um May might be just, you know, I may do something every month yep. to keep the consistency going because one month isn't going to move the needle. Right. So if other women see this campaign in March or in April and they get inspired to do something similar, do it, <laughs> do it, go grab your own group of women or do it yourself and don't stop because the more traction we get, the more we'll be able to build that door. I think about, as I'm listening to you talk, I'm, I'm thinking about the the conversation that I had with uh, Ian Fishman a while ago on the podcast and, and uh, the collective that he built around blue wave voiceover, just getting all oh, these yeah. voice actors coming together with the similar objective, built a website, built a brand around it. Everybody gets behind the mission. And, and I'm, I'm feeling like maybe there's an opportunity there. Like maybe that is the next step. Maybe it starts here, but maybe it turns into this, this website where you all get together. It all, becomes, oh, yeah. it all starts to become, organized and, and you start to make it happen. I think part of it too, I wonder, I guess we got to figure out who, who the decision makers are that, that you've got to, you got to make sure that some of these people are seeing this stuff too, right? Is it, is it talking about it with your agents so that your agents push back when they get a casting? What about if we submit some females or they just submit some females just because maybe they didn't even specifically ask for it, but they just submit some just to say, by the way, at least give these a listen or is it, is it a conversation with casting directors? Is it a conversation with advertising agencies trying to figure out who the right people are to hopefully get some eyes on some of these videos? And, and, you know, maybe part of it is just that in and of itself. It's just presenting it as an option that hasn't previously been considered. And so that's why they're not thinking about it. It's like when I reach out to a realtor about narrating a virtual tour and they've never heard of anybody narrating a virtual tour before. So it never even occurred to them that that was something that can be done. And so when I demonstrate it for them, they're like, Oh, well that makes sense. Maybe there's some of that here. Like maybe we just need to give these people that are in the decision-making uh, spots, the opportunity to hear it just so they can be like, Oh, like when I, so I've seen the UFC promo that you did. I've, I've seen the video, so it, it won't be out yet at the time this episode drops, but it'll be coming, but I've seen it. And when I listen to it, I'm like, sh the, this totally fits. Like it absolutely, there is no reason at all why that could not be a legit UFC promo. Thank you. We just need other people to hear it so that they connect the dots as well, I guess. And so that's what the campaign is all about. So campaign kicks off March 1st, runs throughout the month. We're going to watch all of the different social media channels to be able to see the videos. Uh, this is going to be an opportunity uh, to encourage other women who are trying to make this happen as well. I mean, I love the fact that you've been able to find all of these people and, and collaborate with all of these people to hopefully amplify that a little bit further. And, you know, hopefully as a community, this is something that we can get behind and, and throw some support behind as well, because God only knows how in 2024 we even have to have this conversation. Like really, like I feel like it should have just already, we should already just be at that point where you're getting access to the opportunities, but I'm excited now 
to revisit this, you know, maybe in six months or a year and, and have that conversation again and see, have, has, the, has the needle moved? Yeah. And I, I love your idea of, you know, pulling people together in some sort of roundtable with decision makers at an event like View Atlanta or One Voice and really getting their side of the story. Because what I'm hearing, what I'm hearing is that there are women out there trying to create opportunities for women in these genres and they get they get uh, slapped down, you know, so it's not like there's not a, a lack for trying. So how how do we get the higher ups, the people who are at the tippity top? And I th- I love your suggestion of if an agent gets one of these auditions, they purposely just throw two Slip or three a couple women in. in. Yeah. Well, what's going to happen? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, to too, it. like. We have VO Atlanta, which is our conference for voice actors or Mavo or One Voice, whatever, right? Those are our industry conferences. So what is the industry conference where the decision makers that you need to get in front of go? What is that conference? How do we figure out what that conference is? And how do we get a group of female voice actors in the exhibition hall with a booth like just in your face. Yes. I love it. Like that's a that's a GoFundMe campaign to raise pay the costs yeah, of to yeah, pay yeah. for the booth and pay for the de- graphic design and and the elements that go into the booth. But that's the sort of thing coupled with everything else that you're doing. I feel like that's the sort of thing that that's moving the needle that's getting on the radar. So I'll be looking forward to, now that I've given you that suggestion, I'll be looking forward <laughs> to that as well. That'll be the next set of videos on the uh, Instagram channel is videos from whatever this conference is. We got to figure out what the right, what the appropriate conference is, but uh, seeing your booth set up there and and uh, getting in front of people that way as well. Yeah, I love that idea. And I love that this idea was born from what's going to be happening in March. Because obviously on February 9th, when I decided to do all this, I mean, this is like, I've, I've in two and a half weeks, this is what I've done and I've been living and breathing it. And that's all I do. It's hard to see beyond what I'm doing. Right. And so this is what's, what makes this really fun is, you know, we're recording this interview on a, on a Tuesday afternoon. I asked you to do this interview like an hour ago. (laughs) This was not pre-planned. This was not all well thought out. Like we're literally, there's a part of me that feels like we're we're, we're telling this story while simultaneously having a, a live uh, on-camera brainstorming uh, session here to, <laughs> to figure out what the next step is. But I just, I, it's something that I just think needs to happen, and and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how it unfolds. So we will be watching for the videos starting March 1st. Again, I'll make sure that I put all of the the appropriate links in the show notes so that people can come and check it out. Uh, get in there, leave those comments, drop those tags, share those videos, repost those videos. Remember that we're, we're trying to move the needle on something bigger here uh, in creating this, this bigger opportunity. And for anybody that, uh, if there's somebody that wants to be, a, that wants to join in on this, I know you've got 15 that you're working with now, but if somebody's like, Christy, I want to get in on this. I want to I want to make a promo or I want to do a thing is, can we do that? And how do we, how do we reach out to you to make that happen? So, um, I had a list of people, women that I, that I know personally, right. Okay. Who I know who would be totally down for this get down. Yep. So I reached out to them first. And then I said to them after they committed, I said, if you know of anybody that you would like to recommend, let me know. 
a few women did. And what I did was I took those names and I went to their website and I listened to their work. Mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure that what I was trying to accomplish with this campaign could be done. Yep. So once I vetted them, then I reached out to them and explained the opportunity and see if they wanted to do it. Okay. So because I plan on, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to continue doing this month to month, but probably not 15 a month because it's a lot. It's a lot of work. <laughs> it's yep. a lot to manage. Big commitment. Um, yeah. I think, you know, I'm definitely not going to do 15 a month, but if someone is interested, email me at Christy at Christy Okay. C-H-R-I-S-T-Y. H-A-R-S-T. We'll put that in the show notes too. Uh-huh. 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 Christy at and. Let me, you know, give me a, a link to your promo demo. If you have a sports promo demo, um, there are some women that we are featuring that don't have a promo demo, but I went to their website, listened to their commercial demo and knew that they had the tones, the acting, everything that needed to, you know, to make it happen. Um, so if you'd like to participate, absolutely send me something. And uh, like I said, the next couple of months are probably only gonna be like four or five a month because it's it's a lot of work. Yep. Um, also, can I please shout out somebody who's helping me? Of course you can. So um, one of the first people I called the day after the promo workshop was Brandon Miller. He's a voiceover actor. He was mm-hmm. in my um, VO Mastermind from your Mark Scott VO yep. Mastermind three years ago, I think. <clears throat> and we have all stayed in touch. And he's a great listener. And he's a really good person to bounce things off of. And I thought, who better than to call a man? Mm -hmm. Let's call a man in our industry, share what my feelings are and what's going, you know, what's going on and get a man's take. Right. So, cause you know, any woman's going to be like, yeah, girl, I feel you. (laughs) It's awful. Yeah. So, um, Brandon was like, oh, you've got to do something and I'm going to help you. And I was like, oh, you're going to help me? He's like, yeah, I'll volunteer to create all the reels for you. So he's doing that for free, Wow, Brandon is. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. So, yeah, I'm super stoked to have somebody helping me do this for free because I, I did pay for the kickoff commercial to be done, right? But it's, you know, money's money. So to have somebody volunteering to create all these little videos, these promo yep. reels, for all these women is huge. So big shout out to Brandon Miller. Uh, just an awesome human being. Love it. Love it. All right. Well, Christy, I'm, I'm excited to see how this unfolds. I'm looking forward to seeing what kind of traction you're able to get in March for sure. And yeah. uh, certainly looking forward to when we get to do a follow-up conversation because we're going to be talking about the sports promos that are starting to cross agent desks that are being open to females having the opportunity to audition or that first session happens at a conference next year because there's a need for it now, which would be absolutely amazing. So um like tag and share. Yes. Like tag and share. Like tag and share. We gotta get a t-shirt made up for that. <laughs> Everybody can wear that t-shirt at VO Atlanta because we'll be right in the in the middle of that. We'll spread the word on it. Right on. Well Christy, thank you so much and and thank you for being an example of what to do in a situation like this. Not just going on social media, playing a victim card or, oh, woe is me, or the industry's crap, or this is a crime or whatever. Like, you're just like, you know what? This is stupid and I'm going to fix it. And this is what I'm going to do. And this is how I'm going to do it. And you've recruited people to the cause. And I think it's amazing. And uh, really a a reflection of, of your leadership 
uh, to move the needle on this. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing you build that door. Thank you very much for the support. And I really appreciate getting in front of your audience because uh, we're going to need as much help as we can get to move the needle and build the door. What Christy is trying to do can absolutely be done, but we're going to have to work together as an industry. And I hope that we can and will work together as an industry. So keep an eye out for those videos to be posted on Christy's Instagram channel. Her Instagram handle is at Christy Harst VO. That's at Christy Harst VO. Make sure you tag the brand and leave a comment when you see those videos go live. Share them around with your network as well and let's help make this happen. Let's build the door. Thanks so much for listening and I'll catch you on the next one. The Everyday Vopreneur Podcast. Available everywhere fine podcasts are given away for free. Mostly, we think. You have a great website, right? Well, make sure you host it at some place that doesn't suck. Hey, it's Brad Newman, fellow VO Pro for 28 years and owner of UpperLevelHosting.com. People ask why us, and that's simple. We make it easy, respect your time, save you money, and just make all the magic happen. You don't need to know all the tech stuff when it comes to hosting your website. We got you. Ask around tens of thousands of client interactions later and six years of amazing customer service and not a single negative complaint ever. UpperLevelHosting.com. And sync. And that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging in. Thanks for hanging out. Want more Vopreneur goodness? Jump online at vopreneur.com.